When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fred Fuck from long distance somehow gets it to go. We can't believe it. The hat and the glasses come off. Fred Funk with the birdie. That's 16. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Terps on the Tee with Chick and the Hawk, Chick Hernandez, and the veteran of the PGA and PGA Tour champions, Fred Funk, University of Maryland guy, uh, way back, way back, way back in the day. You realize you started on the tour in 19, what, 89? 89, dude. 32-year-old rookie. 32-year-old rookie. What was the, uh, we'll get to the open uh, in a second. So, you know, not a whole lot of guys are 32-year-old rookies on tour. So what was the reaction that you initially got from, from, from guys? I knew a lot of the guys because I played in uh, quite a few as a club pro U.S. Opens and PGA. So uh, a lot of them knew. So it was familiar territory, but I wasn't comfortable yet. Really? Yeah. It took me five, six years before I felt comfortable. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What? What was the determining factor in feeling comfortable? Uh, feeling like I belonged. I was one of them. I was good enough. Um, when I won in Houston in 92, which was my fourth year, uh, I lost my card the first year. Okay. Got it right back in 90. I never had to go back to Q school again, but um, I was playing terrible. Probably told his story of playing terrible in Houston and, and the whole – or not in Houston, but prior to Houston, had a bad West Coast from Florida and – didn't think I was going to make it that year. And then I ended up winning Houston. So I had to prove that I wasn't a fluke and I won two the next year. Then I started feeling comfortable. Okay. And, uh, and then that, uh, and then I really got comfortable in the late nineties when I was 42 to 44, I got really comfortable and felt I was belonged and I played great till I was 52. And then, uh, on a regular tour and I was kind of, Went full time to the champion store at that point. Right. And I right. still played good till I was about 56, 57. And then, yeah. and I started having some injuries pop up and, uh, and I didn't do so well as well. <laughs> I did okay, but I didn't yeah. until recently I was doing, doing, uh, okay. I just, right. I was always in contention. I was always one of the guys in contention for the Schwab Cup. I should have won it the one year, but, um, I didn't. And uh, finished second to Jay Haas. I think that was an 08. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it took a while to just feel comfy out there. and uh, Playing with the big boys and playing on, uh, you know, where every round counts and getting in contention and getting used to being there. And and then my goal was to be – I felt like I was a top 30 guy. So, um, I finished in the top 30 in the tour championship a lot at the end of those years. And and, – Played really well. I, I had some ridiculous status. Somebody told me last, uh, not too long ago, that I had s- ridiculous amount of top twenty fives in my career that I had mm-hmm. no idea, and uh, that was pretty good because I was doing that during the Tiger era when he came out and the purses jumped. Right, and that's that's when everybody got uh, got really well off on the tour if they played consistent. 
Right. And now right. they're even, you know, it's, it's stupid money. That was stupid money then. Now it's, there's not even a word. It's there's not a word for it. Yeah, it's <laughs> beyond stupid is good. Uh, the, well, they played for $15 million total purse at the players this year. And they said in 2025, it's going to be a $25 million purse. Holy crap. Olas. So 18% of 25. I can't do the math that Me quick. Either. I went to Maryland. But it's, but it's close to between four and $5 million for first. Ooh. That's pretty good. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why, you know, uh, those guys, I laughed because, you know, we talked about this. Tiger 1.0 wasn't always the nicest guy to guys on the tour. It wasn't that he was mean. He just, like, he was ambivalent to folks. He's like, I'm, I'm doing my thing. But the purse just started to go. And for those certain guys who would even come close to taking a pot shot at Tiger, I would sit there and go, are you serious? I mean, do you understand that you could finish 30th? in a tournament all year long and be a multimillionaire? Shut the hell up. What uh, that Tiger, guy made, Tiger made the game cool. He, uh, he brought coolness to golf. He brought athleticism to golf. He brought um, just a, an attention level mm. to golf because of him. Uh, more so than even Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus. Wow. Uh, yeah. Tiger was the guy. And uh, for a short span, he definitely played better than anybody's ever played the game. I still think Nicholas in the long span throughout his career, sure. you still got to give the nod to Nicholas only because it was a longer span. No question. But that short span, Tiger played at a level that nobody's ever seen before, which will kind of segue into what we're going to talk about with Morikawa right. and some of these other young studs that are coming up right now. And uh, it's it's really exciting. I thought the British Open was very exciting on a golf course that was definitely known as one of the worst, not one of the worst, the worst right. of the rota among right. the players mm -hmm. because of its quirkiness. And I played there twice. Okay. And it was uh, my least favorite by far. I always describe it as a 200-acre pinball machine. <laughs> it, it, the ball would just plink and plunk and go around and then – the one that was tilting was you. You're sitting there trying to shake the golf course, and and then you get you get disqualified <laughs> because right. because you, you tilted the machine. But um, it was a crazy golf course. But this year it played because I think it was a little softer. Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't see as much of the quirkiness, the the ball bouncing into odd stuff as often, as often. Uh, after a good shot. That was the quirkiness. You'd hit a good shot, but you never knew where it was going to end up. Right. And it was still very difficult. But what was amazing was to see who's ties in early in the week to just bisect all those fairways and then Morikawa do it all weekend. And uh, you're in, they were one shot away from making a bogey or a double. If you get in the wrong spot in those fairway bunkers, you're done. And, uh, and they was, were yeah, taking we them that. on. And they were taking them on. And you know, bringing drivers out on, uh, geez, 17, 18, yeah. 18, taking them out. And on 17 is really a super hard fairway to hit. So it's crazy. So what, so what makes the, you know, we, we, I mean, I know that the, the depth of bunkers is certainly an issue in certain courses, uh, Royal St. George's for one, uh, what makes it so difficult? We saw guys struggle. We've seen guys struggle in the open championship out of the, bunkers there on those courses what why, why are they different than over here 
big time. You've probably played them uh, before, but they're walls. Uh, they're not like a little tiny little slope, and right. but you get up against the front wall and you can't get it up quick enough to get over it. Right now, you got to figure out you got to stand sideways, and sometimes you got to try to go out sideways, and that's your only shot you have. Uh, if it just barely gets into the bunker, then you don't have a backswing, so you got to go out sideways again. So there's a lot of places, or you get in a place where you're in say you're right-handed player and it barely gets in that left side. Right. And now the ball's three feet below you, but you have no stance and right. you got to, now what do you do? Now you go out backwards. Yeah. So, so it's all sorts of stuff happens when you're in those bunkers. And that's why I hated links golf because it <laughs> seemed like you hit a good drive and it go, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank And you think you're okay. And then that last little doink, it'll go here. And like a bottom of a drain in a bathtub, it just ends up, in that Worst one spot, spot which is yeah. the freaking bunker. And now you're right there going, God, I hope I can at least get out of this thing. Yeah. And uh, it, it, to advance it forward is rare. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, Thomas Bjorn will forever think about that uh, when he had a chance to win the Open many, many moons ago. Um, so Colin Morikara uh, grew up watching Tiger Woods. And, you know, he watched him in his heyday. And he is one of those young guns who comes in physically fit you know it's it's the flat belly tour for the most part um and what he did i mean you're talking eight majors and two major titles now for for mr murakawa and did it with precision and i i laugh because he's so such a good ball striker and found fairway after fairway green after green that he has not historically had to work so much on his short game until he got to this week where he hit some shots, especially in the final round where, you know, that your, your, your anal cavity is about, it's a pin needle. You're like, you have the lead. Uh, I mean, just phenomenal golf from, from the young fellow, 24 years old and to get it done. He's been, he's, he's one of these guys who gets it from the word go. He's, uh, he's respectful of the game um, and just works at it. And it's not a surprise that he won this. Not the way he played. And you're right about the sphincter. Yeah. It, uh, it's, it goes from a baritone to a tenor. It's so tight. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and it's just things that come up. But, uh, and you're looking at that leaderboard and how well Usi was playing and all, this, yeah. all the guns that were coming after him. And, and he was kind of like, Phil, where I'd never seen Phil at the PGA be that flatliner. Right. Nothing bothered him. And yeah. Morikawa got in there and nothing. He just did the job at hand and kept plugging away, making putts when he had to. There was a stat before Sunday. It was either Saturday or Sunday. He was 124th in putting rank. Yeah. And and he's number one for the week. It's he like, made everything. Where did, where did that come from? So that's really cool. But uh, And then I heard a really cool thing on the radio today. And I experienced the same thing. Actually, we all have where you got to change the bounce on your irons. Right. Because the firmness of the ground over there. And I remember mm -hmm. going over to St. Andrews one year and it was just rock hard. And I had, um, I had blades back then and they were just okay. bouncing right off the thing. And I said, uh, you know, I got to, I got to get less bounce on my right. blades. So I, I actually made them firmer or stronger. Right. And got the bounce off to get that leading edge down so they would dig a little bit. Now he was doing 
I think an opposite. He got a uh, a little wider blade, right? So it would slide slide on it a little more. Yeah. I think seven I think through nine did. iron, seven yeah. through nine. He changed. He thought the six iron was getting through that stuff really well, but he he did tweak the seven through nine, um, which is amazing. And, and Jordan's done it too. Uh, but it's amazing that you can be that in tune. And he said, if he had not played the Scottish Open, there's no chance in hell he would have won the Open Championship because he just, you know, so. So he comes in there and does that and plays the Scottish Open and goes, oh, holy shit. Um, this is a different thing. So your first time over there playing Lynx golf. I mean, I've heard Tom Watson, of all people, said he hated Lynx golf. I did, that too. Dude, but yet that dude won how many Open he championships? He won five. He won five. five right? Yeah. Should have won six. Oh. Um, yeah. But so what is that like? How different is it over there? Well, we play an air game over here. It's more right. fly it, stop it. And over there, it's more of a ground game and trying to keep it out of the condition. They didn't have the wind this week, which they have perfect weather right. conditions. Perfect. Had a little bit of breeze early in the week, but right. Saturday and Sunday was unbelievable. Uh, but my first one was Muirfield in 92. After I won Houston, I went to Muirfield. And Muirfield's, I think, one of the best, if not the best of the Rota. Uh, St. Andrews is because of the history, but Muirfield's awfully good. And I hated it. <laughs> Even though it was, I learned to love it, but I hated it then because the ball just keeps running and running and running and, right. and you got to get it on the right line. And that's when over here, when you get a golf course really super firm and really fast scores go skyrocketing because right. the guys know how far to hit it in the air. And then they also, if they can control where it's going to stop, especially right. in really super soft conditions, they shoot nothing. Right. If you get a ball that's running out and it's running 30, 40, 50 yards in the fairway, and then it's bounding and taking that huge skip and releasing on the green, they got to figure out where to land it. And more cow, I think on, was it 18? I think the last hole where he yeah. landed at 30 yards short of the green yeah. on purpose yeah. and let it, let it run on up in there. And yeah. that's just, that's how you got to play it. Yeah. And it was beautiful the way he managed his game and, and how the guys have to adapt to those different conditions. And I thought also, just on a side note, I'll give a, the Longhorns a little bit of a, a, a cry out to them a little bit okay. because they had Scotty Scheffler and Fratelli and Spieth. All three were in the top four that going into Saturday or going into Sunday, going Sunday. into Sunday. Mm -hmm. And, and they're right on the leaderboard together. And they all, two of those, uh, Fratelli played with Spieth when they won the championship. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, uh, Scheffler, who I got to know, cause he played with Taylor, my son and, uh, great guy. And then I saw Fratelli who I don't know Fratelli. I right. met him one time, but he had 187 ball speed on one of those drives. Yeah. And I went, holy smokes. I had Ridiculous. no idea he was, he was that long. Ridiculous. Which also brings me to a point that I might have said this to you before, but I think the sweet spot for ball speed, club head speed, but I go by the ball speed, is if you can fly the ball – or not fly the ball. If you can launch a ball and have 170 to 72 ball speed, okay. you like um, – uh, Morikawa has, and Usti was right there, 172. They're splitting fairways. They're not worried about 
getting it too long. Right. The one eighties, the one eighty fives, those guys, their misses are a little bit more dispersion. So they're still long enough at 172 to play every golf course in the world. Mm-hmm. They can reach almost every par five. They're still not going to hit that much club into the, into the greens. They have so much more control at 172 than even a 180 guy. Now the 180 guy is really on his game. That's big. It's still a big advantage, right? But that's sweet spot. If I think that's where if a guy could be there, I wish Taylor would play at 172 instead of the 180 game or the 182 that he plays at. But you know, it's hard not to chase, man. Hard not to chase that speed. No, if you got it, you want to use it, yeah. but you got to, it, it, I mean, even more cow has a little extra gear mm-hmm. and Usi has a little extra gear, but they don't need it very often. And, and they were still, God, Usi is in, there's no better swing than that one. Now more cow is a great golf swing too, but Usi's swing is phenomenal, mainly because of his tempo. Maybe yes. there's some mechanical things that people would say, well, there's a little, you know, he's more cuppy at the top instead of the, yeah, the that head, flattening that head is the in, wrist. That head and is in he, the right spot every time. Every Well, that's why it looks so good. It never right. moves. Right. It completely turns right around his head, never just goes. Which, which leads me to this, as good as that swing is now, in the majors this year, uh, tied for 26 at the Masters, tied for second PGA Championship, second place at the Open, and now a T3 at the Open Championship. He's At least the last two majors, he's been right there. Final group, yep. and we saw it on Sunday. All of a sudden, and it's, it's his MO, when the pressure's on, the shot that just kind of flails to the right, and he starts getting himself in trouble. He did, although at the Open, he did pull one left on, on 17, but uh, just, and I don't know what it is, and I will... As much as I love listening to Paul Azinger, he said it on the broadcast. You know, at 38 years old, this is this might be his last opportunity at a major title. I think that's BS. As good as that swing is, but having said that, he, Louis had to go home and go seriously. What the f, man? I mean, I've, come on now. What, what am I doing? What's what am I doing? And that's got to work on the psyche a little bit. I think it probably already has. It's worked worked on a little bit to the point where I got to finish this thing off. And that just puts that little extra in there and, (laughs) and, and you, uh, and you just flinch a little bit and and all of a sudden you're, you're losing a shot. And, and at that putter, which he was really keeping him, Mm. he was putting beautiful all week. And then uh, Sunday just missed a couple, you know, he had to miss one or two more. And uh, and then he actually was almost made a comeback when the one hit the pin. Oh my god! Gone Imagine. In. Oh my god! Could have gone that? in. Yeah, amazing. So two fifty three, two sixty three, or whatever it was, and just I mean, come on. Yeah, that was that, goes that was in. something else. Um, yeah, so he's got to he's got to work on that. And you mentioned his putting. Uh, so let's go back to the Texas Longhorn Jordan Speed through on Saturday missed a two footer. We've all done it. We've all done oh. it. We've all done it, and us amateurs do it a lot more than you guys do. But it was stunning to see. And then he runs off, and he's. they said he had 500 putts after the round to work on it. And the best video I saw was the next day, him coming back to the course to get ready for the final round with his putter in his hand, which means that he took that sucker into wherever he was staying 
and worked on his putting stroke either on a carpet or on a kitchen floor or something like that. Have you done that? Have you gone, gotten to that point where you're like, I, I'm, I'm taking this home and I'm, I'm going to work on this thing? Oh, I've taken the hotel room a lot. Yeah. Uh, usually I took it more when it was really good and I tuck it in with me. And because <laughs> I didn't want, I, just the opposite of what people would think, you know, they'd, yeah. they'd, they'd yeah. be throwing it. But yeah. uh, no, I, I didn't usually putt in a, in the room, but um, every now and then I would. But that finish where he three putted from off the green on seventeen, yeah, and then missed it from two feet, and then he starts off. I think he was two over the first seven holes, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's a nine hole stretch. He was four over right there. Right. If right. if you go, and that cost him the term. No question. No question. Right he was. I mean, it's it was painful to watch. Uh, and you kept thinking he's going to come back, but you was, he was two over after six holes. Six holes, back. so an eight-hole stretch. He, he was comes back and eagles, eagles the seventh uh, to get back to even for the round and then kind of goes on, on, a, on a tear. But we've seen that tear, but you know he's you know that, that's going to be the what-if game. We all play it. Like, well, I mean, if he goes well, he gave- Sunday, one stroke back, he's in, he's in that final group if he doesn't do what he did on, on Saturday with the 17th. Right, it, it was it – was, Really, that stretch with Spieth and then uh, Usti when he got off to a slow start, and then he bogeyed seven, and yep. Morikawa birdied. Right. And and Morikawa just played That's solid awesome. and, and got that little lead that he had. Mm-hmm. And then he never – he didn't make – I heard he didn't make a bogey when he won Morikawa? his PGA. In a, yep. In, yeah. in the last round of the PGA yeah. and in the last round yesterday. Or two days ago, yeah, he solid. didn't make a bogey. Yeah, that's, too, that's so solid a game that you know it's it's now that his you know it's back in the Tiger days where guys who were you know finishing ahead of Tiger would look over the leaderboard and go, eh, forget it, I got I got no shot. Well, if if Collins starts to play this way on on the regular, which he's been starting to do, especially in majors, then they know if he's right there, he's not making that error, and they've they start to push uh, and try to force the issue, which. Can, can cause problems as well. I just, it was a great victory uh, for Morikawa. I felt bad for Usti. I still think he's got a lot left uh, in him as far as majors go. And Jordan is right there. He's started by, and by the way, John Rahm, not too bad either. He was flying on that final round. He really was. John, there's a guy to always be there. Right. All the time. 66 that's, in the final round. Yeah. That's, uh, and he's, he's going to do that a lot. I mean, what he did at Torrey Pines, that was a great, that was a ridiculous mm-hmm. finish. So he's really comfortable in that position. Morikawa, like you said, mentally, you got to be comfortable in that position. Kepka, when he gets in it, you know, he had a good final round too, and he had a lot of opportunities coming in that he missed uh, three in a row, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and Dustin, I, Dustin was trying to come back, but he just wasn't quite there. And, uh, Golly, I have to look at the leaderboard now to see. I was I was kind of shocked that uh, Scheffler didn't play well because he's right. been playing well. He loves that but, low ball. That, he likes that bullet driver too. He was hitting that during yeah, the practice. That's, that's growing up here in Texas, and I know yeah. why. After being here a little while, it blows like crazy here. <laughs> yeah, great. no question. It, it really is. All right, so here's the the story that was non-golf related but was golf related and so i want a, a pro's perspective all right so bryson dechambeau finishes his round walks up to the mic they ask him what went wrong and he says well the driver sucks it sucks and my mouth was a gape because i'm like 
did he just say what I think he said? And all hell breaks loose. I mean, it's not that long afterwards that Ben Showman, who caddied for him when he and Tim Tucker parted the previous week or two weeks prior to that, from Cobra gets on there and, and, and puts out a statement saying it's, it's like listening to an eight-year-old who's just whining. And he goes, we've done everything for this guy. He's never happy. So I was like, oh, my God. And then Bryson has to come back and go, uh, listen, it's my bad. I'm frustrated. But I, have, I don't think I've heard a pro um, come after, or not come after, but, but disparage a, a sponsor of his, a guy who, you know, uh, who's getting paid by that company. And this is on the heels of him missing the cut at the Rocket Mortgage. He's a Rocket Mortgage guy and not talking afterwards. I mean, Tiger's done it, bad round at the Buick. He'll talk afterwards. I'm out, but I'll talk, blah, blah, blah. A lot of guys have done it. Ricky will do it. I just think it's a bad look for Bryson. And I'm, I, he's got 3,000 people in his camp and not one's going, hey, dude, shut up or take your time and let's think about what you're going to say. Because right now, it's just a bad, bad optic. Terrible optic. It was so bad. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. That'd be like a... Uh, Formula One driver, and he's a Mercedes guy, and he just goes, my car sucks. He's gone. He is absolutely gone if that right. happened. Right. Uh, so I, I'm surprised that uh, – actually, I heard – I shouldn't – I didn't listen to very many – it's not like I'm 24 hours listening to sure. Sirius FM golf channel thing. Understand. But but they had a good discussion today on one of the guys, John McGinnis, I think. It wasn't John McGinnis. It was somebody else. Okay. It was Carl Paulson and, and Dennis Paulson. Okay. And whichever one that was in. And uh, they were talking about that. And they were just saying all these things, what you just said, what Cobra does for him, and all the quirkiness. I mean, he's got one length clubs. Okay. Quirky. He has a driver that's five degrees loft, and it's and they were, I'll use their words, a two by four for a shaft. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> in the world is going to play with one length clubs. With tennis racket grips, right, and a five degree driver with a telegraph. I mean, a, a two by four shaft. Right. None of that equipment is viable or usable in the general public. Right. So he's really not doing anything to really help Cobra, and then he blasts Cobra on top of it. So you got to. What's he doing? I mean, he he's not thinking, or he's incapable of rationalizing um, the temperament that he has and the frustration he has coming off a golf course to that microphone there's mm -hmm. needs there needs to be a little time out <laughs> and you just go okay just like you're saying all right let's think this through here yeah i, mean, I just didn't i just didn't play well and i heard somebody say today uh actually it was a text it came on a twitter he said he wasn't complaining when he won wing foot he won with the same club yeah, he wasn't complaining at Bay Hill when he right. was trying to drive to six green over the water, and and then all of a sudden, this is like the worst club in the world. Yeah. He's, so, he was right. He was right. The driver sucks. The guy who's driving the club sucked that day. Simple as did. that. You know, it that's did. it. A good craftsman doesn't blame his tools. And uh, what I what I heard. So let me ask you: How many prototypes have you ever asked your people to make for you? Oh no! I just they well nowadays they pay me not to use our club, so <laughs> <laughs> now no, I'd go to TaylorMade, which right. my main company back then, mm -hmm. and uh, and 
just try shafts and, and try they, they would always we try heads we try shafts we try to get the combination right mm-hmm. and and just go and I, I wasn't really technical if the ball flew good even if the numbers were good it had to feel and look good to me correct right even if the numbers were good because a lot of times the numbers were good and i get it in a tournament and i'm like it's going everywhere right and i right. said well that didn't work so I, i'm right. actually better by look feel uh smell taste you know all my senses sure. had to appeal to that driver right and the driver had to feel good it had to look good it had to yeah i used to have a time where i hated to see loft on a driver i, I needed eight or nine or ten degrees loft back then but i hated to see it and i would open to face up and now i gotta have loft on that driver i gotta i gotta look yeah, that- down knowing knowing that driver is trying to help me right Right. I don't need to help it. I'm trying right. to, it needs to help me. So, you know, I look at a bright, my people's putters have more loft than his driver. <laughs> it's true. You know, the the, the true. long drive guys hit it at three and four degree loft mm-hmm. and they tee it up like this high. Absolutely. And, and, and that's then they I hit do. up on it and do, you know, that's great if you can do yeah. that. But, uh, you know, if I was, if I was, uh, Cobra, I would say, okay, you're done. That is a it's a it's a major question yep. whether or not they're willing to pull that plug. Um, I what I heard was, and obviously it's through reports, uh, that Bryson has asked in the neighborhood of nine prototypes for his driver, and conversely, Tiger I think asked for two and then tweaked those and said because Tiger was I mean the stories of him and what he knew, you know, as far as down to the to the millimeter, he could tell a difference in a club. Are legendary and he's like just make this and then we'll tweak that and this knucklehead this shambo right now um is is nine prototypes of this hammer this anvil he was swinging um and once again by the way brooks kepka really good really good the round after that hold fiasco you know what i i hit the driver well i really like my driver and just with a slight grin towards the camera i'm like these guys will never they won't, they won't stop uh, i want to see him fight at the Ryder cup uh, uh, he's, I think he sent a tweet out. So we need driver appreciation day. <laughs> it's awesome. I like it's it. Just, I yeah. like it. I, I don't, yeah. I think that, that, that you know, it's, it's going to get to a point. I mean, there are people in both camps who like, you know, this guy's right. This guy's right. But right now what Bryson's doing, and it's like a petulant child. Uh, you know, we've watched him the last year and a half when he's, when he's dealing with officials on the course, all of this stuff. It's just like, dude, grow up. A little bit, mm-hmm. you know. You're making millions of dollars. You're a really good golfer. You know, you are a major champion. Just, you know, just pull back a little bit and understand what's going on and get a little perspective. Um, all right. Lastly, uh, you will not be at the U.S. Senior Open uh, uh, in Sunningdale because um, you register for tournaments like I do, uh, which is to do it badly. Uh, you said it last podcast. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you I forgot. Forgot. Yeah, I need people this, for that. I could be, I could be your person to get you in tournaments. By the way, just, you think I would have learned? Because back in the day when I was an amateur, I I got in the Porter Cup, and I never played a Porter Cup. So I drove up from Maryland to New York, or wherever the heck it was. Uh, no, it's up in uh, where the heck's the Porter Cup? I don't know. It's it's, it's up in New England somewhere. Okay. Anyway, I drove I drove all day, and and uh, I think it's at Niagara Falls. That's where it is. So okay. I, I go, I go all the way up there. I drive in a parking lot and I'm looking out. I'm going, this looks like the real deal. 
this doesn't look like a practice round. And sure enough, I got there the day of the first round and missed my tea time and drove all the way back home. Oh my God. <laughs> so you think oh. I would have learned. So I never played a portico. I never oh. even, the most I saw was the parking lot. You must yeah, have when shit it, yourself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was it's a long drive, dude, yeah. to New England. Yeah. It's a long now, drive. It's funny. Funny. You uh, said that I'm, you know how you come in the world in diapers and go out in diapers? Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm there. You're close. Okay. You're, you're, are you wearing diapers now? That's good. Yeah, That's pretty, pretty close. Yeah, just one of those. On hot I days. Want a, I want the pens as a sponsor. I'll wear them on the outside if they you want. Should. Me. No, you should not wear them on the outside. That is <laughs> not a pretty picture. Plus, it's very difficult to, to open your hips up when you have the pens on the outside. Not that I know. Yeah. Um, not that I know. Uh, who, uh, so you're not there for the U.S. Senior Open. Uh, if you no, were to, it's one of my favorite golf courses. Is too. it too? Oh, that's just her. But you know what? You said it last week. You could you you've been playing a whole lot, so a little real rest on the body is okay too. You might come back a little bit more refreshed, which is helpful when you're 74. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I and they got a lot of the uh, the COVID protocol is yeah. really really difficult over there. Yeah. And yeah. the only thing I was really worried about was the. Uh, the contact tracing thing that's going on right? Uh, because they, they had a deal with uh, Robert Carlson told me uh, they had eight to 10 guys from Europe flying on the same plane business class from Torrey Pines back. One guy tested positive and all of them had a quarantine. So, um, and that, and it doesn't matter whether it's a player, right. but anybody on the airplane. And if you're in that section, they actually checked where everybody was sitting and said, okay, you got a quarantine. Right. So um, that, that, that would not be good because that would be Awful. what I believe 14 days over there in like government housing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just locked in a room. Basically, you're in prison for 14 days. Right. Be, can't can't would, even it, leave the room. Yeah, that would drive me absolutely nuts. Yeah, it'd be it would be awful. There's no question about that. And that's what guys are dealing with. They're dealing with that with the Olympics too. You know, um, I uh, heard Rory, <laughs> Rory McIlroy really excited to play in the Olympics. He was so like, okay, well, I'm patriotic. That's why I'm going. That's about yep. the only reason. Um, if you were to handicap uh, this U.S. Senior Open, who do you, who 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 is your who is your champion at the end? I'm surprised. No Steve Stricker in the field. Um, Jerry Kelly's in the field. McCarron is not. No, McCarron told me he wasn't going. Okay, ever, ever. Uh, well, not with that dealing with that. Okay. Um, and a lot of guys felt that way that sure. they're not going. If you look at the American field or our normal guys on our tour, there's not a very big percentage that is there. But Bernie's there, and yep. he wasn't going to go until the last minute. Really? And he just decided to commit at the last minute and go. Champ. Um, yep. And, uh, he played, he finished second to Marco Dawson there last time at Sunningdale. So he really likes it and Bernhard's mm -hmm. Bernhard. So he'll mm -hmm. play well. I think Jerry Kelly will play really well. Yeah. Uh, of the euros, I have no idea other than, you know, Colin might, uh, really Darren, 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 Darren could. Clark. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, on that golf course, I like the, uh, I like the bulldogs on that golf course. The the guys like Jerry Kelly and Bernhard. Okay, all right. So those are my picks. Cool. Uh, one Sounds German, good. one American, but the Germans are an American. So <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he's uh, he, you know, he was sneaky, sneaky funny. That Bernhard Longer, he's got a great sense of humor. Uh, he's a great guy. One of my best buddies. He yeah. really is. 
people don't understand it. They see the, 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 the demeanor on the golf course and they, you know, and they hear the German accent and they go, oh, this guy's gotta be just, no, when you, obviously, you know him real well. And my dealings with him, he's, there's been some moments of humor where I, I'm, I almost, I'm hesitant to laugh. Cause I go, was that a joke? It was a joke. Damn it. I missed it. And he starts laughing at that. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, I think that's it. Anything else on your mind? What's going on? So you got one. So how many weeks off do you have now? Uh, another two, another two, three, two, well, three weeks total. So yeah, we go to Calgary, which is, I think we're going to be the first of any sport going into Canada. Yeah. And we got a big protocol there. We're going in, we got to yeah. be tested about five times between the time before we get there to the time we leave. We all have to say, including caddies in the same hotel. Okay. We have to rent a car. Each person by themselves. We can't even have another player with us or caddy with us. Wow. And we can only eat in the hotel, I believe, which makes sense. But also heard we can go outside the hotel, which makes no sense if we're going to keep. I don't know why that would be. So we're supposed to be between the golf course and a hotel in our own rental car at all times. And then and then we got a charter getting out of there. Uh, we're paying for a charter uh, to get all the players to Seattle the week after. Okay. So to get us out of there easy, but we're right. all going in. So I'm actually not going in until the Wednesday of the tournament. Uh, I'm going to my golf course in Colorado for 11 days. Nice. And hang out. We're seating it. And I'm going to practice up there at, uh, excuse me, the uh, TPC Colorado that they built. It's only right. about 20 minutes away. And and uh, just have a good time in Colorado, I hope. And There's enough it's, to Although there. it's been hot. Yeah, it's a, well, there's a lot to do there, but I'll be busy with the golf course too, uh, checking it out. Not much that I can do. I'm not going to be cutting grass or anything, but why not? Just get on the tractor. Just do what Jack does, right? Jack used to get on the tractor. He didn't, I don't think he, I don't think he moved. Well, dirt, I, I, I would love to do that. I, you would know, you? I never got on the bulldozer yet. No, I, I grew up in maintenance at Maryland. I, right. I cut greens and mowed fairways. I love doing that. Yeah. So I always said there's three things I learned in Maryland. I learned how to, uh, uh, grow grass, mow grass, and smoke grass. So, so. <laughs> well, then you're perfect in Denver. In Denver, it goes really well. It's it really well. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's, that's but I don't, wide I don't open. Do, I don't do that anymore. Not for uh, uh, entertainment purposes, but maybe medicinal. No. Medicinal? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of ailments. I'm from saying. <laughs> You know, you, you won't feel those ailments if you take care of yourself properly. Uh, that's right. What will you work on game-wise while you're, while you're there? Uh, I, I'm actually starting to play really uh, – I'm actually starting to show signs of playing good again. Right. Uh, so I, I'm just going to – working on little things. I'm trying to just uh, – I got a little more speed back, and I'm different swing thought I went to, and mm -hmm. and just trying to get more athletic again where I just feel like everything's being created and I'm really working conscious golf instead of reactive golf. I'm trying to get to be reactive again. So that's isn't, my whole goal. Isn't that amazing, by the way? I mean, you've played golf for a long time, six, six decades, yeah. right? Okay. Roughly they're on there. And I have played it for four decades and, you know, I write down my notes in my, in my phone of things that work. I work on them and then, you know, I mean, literally people can hear me on the tee box now when I get up there, with, especially with the driver. And it's, I say three things, tempo, I say tempo, toe, ass. Now, what that means is tempo is just 
stop whipping it back there. Let's bring it back, you know, make your turn and wait for it. You know, let, let the, let my right shoulder, I'm left-handed, let my right shoulder dip under my chin. So let it get there. Don't, don't rush it. That's tempo. Toe is feel the toe of the club for me. If I don't feel the toe in the swing, then I tend to just, you know, this doesn't feel right. Right. I just, it creates something in my mind that lets the, that's the toe of the club do the work for me. And ass is ass against the wall. Just stop moving. That's so you can hear me saying tempo. I say it out loud, not trying to, but I'm like just reminding myself. What's amazing is that I'll do this for, I don't know, two months. And then it'll just disappear. I will forget <laughs> and I'll start hitting balls and there'll be none of that in my brain, you know, and then I'll go to myself. What the hell was I doing? What was I thinking? You know, what, what, what is that? Those keys. And it's like amazing that in this freaking frustrating ass game that, you know, we, we play you professionally, me on an amateur level. I mean, I've played now in a couple of amateur tour events and I, there's three holes where I just do, like I've just taken the game up. I'm like, what? What are you? What are you doing? You know. And then I get into the clubhouse and I get my score in, and I'm in second place, and I've missed it by three, four, five strokes. And what do I do? I go. I sit back in the cart, look at the card, and go. Well, there's a stroke. There's a stroke. There's a stroke. You idiot. And I, I don't. And it's like, oh, frustrating. On a much lower level than you guys, but it still pisses me off. I hate this game. I love this game. Uh. I, I'm thinking of two things here. Okay. Well, a lot of things, but two things. Okay. One, this you got a lot of thoughts, and the swing is over in about 1.3 seconds. Uh huh. Okay, you're you're not that quick to <laughs> think of all that in <laughs> in, in 1.3 seconds. Okay, and then I'm going to use an analogy that came out of nowhere. So imagine, which to me the most scary apparatus in women's gymnastics is the balance beam. Okay. And the things they're doing on a four-inch wide thing that gives zero, it does not give. You're right. not bouncing off. That thing is going to hurt if you sure. wipe out. If they're thinking of their toe and their ass and their whatever else they're thinking of mm -hmm. in the middle of a routine, they're crashing and burning and they're hurting at, after that. Yeah. You can't. They are totally dependent on, I've done this a million times, Talking about having to have confidence. If you had the confidence of a girl in any other sport that is performing at her best on a balance beam, uh -huh. I think that's the antithesis of amazing mind control and trust sure. and confidence. Because you go up there with no confidence, you're done. You're done. You're I mean, falling off. I think of yourself. all the apparatus and in, in all the gymnastics, I think it's amazing what the gymnasts do. Ridiculous. In all their stuff, Ridiculous. their strength and flexibility is just shocking. But mm -hmm. the girls on the balance beam, there's no margin of error. Yeah, zero. I agree. I agree. Zero. Zero. So, so become that. What's the Simone? Is Simone she the Biles. number? Simone yeah, Biles. Biles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, be her. Be Simone. Yeah. And now next you're time you're on the course, be now Simone. You're, <laughs> now you're hearing me on the T box going, be Simone, be Simone. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? What's he doing? <laughs> So I go up to Jose, Jose, I lost my ball. He's all <laughs> the He's, he's on the range and right. there's like two weeks in a row. We're the only two on the range. It's almost dark. I go, Hey, Jose. He goes, what you want, Freddie? I go, you figured it out yet? He goes, no. I go, either have I. 
Uh-oh, uh-oh what happened to my thing? There you go. All so right. neither have I. And uh, I said, why? How long have you been playing? We can't figure this out in 50 years. We haven't figured this out. And he goes, no. So the next week, now we're on the putting green. It's dark. We're the only two on the putting green. Hey, how you doing over there? He goes, I haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) So, I mean, here's a guy, one of the best players on the planet back in the day. And it, it, but it's funny. I mean, we, we, uh, we were practicing. We were playing uh, Memphis years ago on a regular tour, and it's hot. The heat index is 115, 120. Had yeah. played in the morning. All the afternoon weights gone. Went to eat lunch. Go out to the range. It was me, ironically, Jerry <laughs> Kelly, and we're hitting balls next to each other. And Kirk Triplett walks behind us, and he goes, "You know, you got to be seriously effing up to be out here practicing golf." <laughs> he says something is really wrong with us mentally to be out here in this, but. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> you, know? yeah, you love it. So, you love it. So, yeah. So, Absolutely. Uh, I'm with just, it. Just what you do. Just what, I mean, you know, I played baseball and football, and I'm like, it's a moving ball, and you can make the ball move. And here's this little white ball sitting down on the turf, and it's just looking at you, and it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to hit me in the right direction? Are you going to hit me too long? Are you going to hit me too short? You're going you're gonna to hit the ground before me? What are you going to do? And it's like, that's what I feel like the ball is talking to me, which is, you know, I've got issues. I've got issues. I got, I mean, we all know this. Uh, hey, I'm going to ask you real quick, uh, go to another direction. Okay. Maryland football. You follow uh-huh. Maryland football? Sure. Yeah, of course. So yeah. are we going to be any good? I sure hope so. I like Mike Loxley a lot. Uh, um, uh, I, the quarterback whose name I cannot pronounce, uh, to his brother, uh, um, I, uh, Valaya, Pungo, Pungo, Hungai, Tungo Vailoa, Tungo Vailoa. I always do this. Uh, I think so. I hope so. It's the, but it's the Big Ten, you know. So well, if they could just knows. be competitive, it'd be nice. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, and you know, they this, they got competitive last year. They were pretty good. Yes, but, I I, but, I think the offense will be better. They're, they're recruiting very nicely. I I hope so. And there'll be fans in the stands again, which is far different than what took place last year. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we've got the SEC saying t- we're just going to forfeit games if, if teams come up COVID positive. They're like, screw it. But they're, yeah. they're, they're trying to tell everybody, get your boys vaccinated or else when you get the COVID test and it's positive, you're out. And yeah. it's like, okay. So they've been you know, fairly warned. Uh, Maryland was really good at it last year uh, uh, at battling uh, COVID, um, both basketball and football. So we'll see. I, uh, they still I, got I, the funky guy there? The funky guy. Yeah, the running back. Named Funk. Oh, no. Jake Funk is now uh, headed to – I forgot where he got uh, – he's in the NFL. Um, oh, did he? Okay, that's right. Yeah. He did. That's right. And he's one of those guys who is going I – th- I think is going to be really good for a squad. I think he's going to be He's going to be a re- great locker room guy, and he's just going to get better, stronger, um, and be one of those guys that a coach can depend on. And that those guys – do really well for themselves in the league. Um, if he stays healthy, he had, a, he had a major knee injury when he was at Maryland, came back from that. So we'll see. I hope I, you know, we'll root for him. I hope Loxley does a great job. Um, you know, we've had some coaches who didn't do the right things. Loxley does. So we'll see. Um, I'm rooting for him. I'll, I'll tailgate. Why don't you come down and tailgate one time? You know, I'd love to. We'll I'd love both. to go to, I haven't done a basketball game in a new arena yet. What? Nope. And how old is that now? That's I mean, you know, old. the court is named after a mutual friend of ours, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, I know, Gary, Gary. And and I got the Maryland Hall of Fame there 
list yeah. all the people and I'm on you're, the board. You're on, the, on board. the board. I'm on the board. Well, then let's let's make a game this year. Then why don't you come down? We'll we'll uh, we'll talk to the right people. We'll get courtside seats. Okay. Right? All right. We, can do we that. should do our show right there on the middle of the court. Well, I think during a game right at halftime might be a problem. No, at um, halftime. At halftime. Halftime entertainment. Oh boy. That would be, that'd be difficult. Uh, get the hell out of here. Uh, all right, I'll talk to you next week. Uh, all right. And uh, maybe, from, maybe from, from Denver, maybe? No, probably? I'll be here still. Okay. Next, all right. Or probably. And I don't think I'll leave that early. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. That's Fred Funk. I'm Chick Hernandez. Uh, we thank all the listeners for listening to Terps on the team. On the team. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.